You are listening to Kansas City Podcast Network. Talent-driven, FCC-free. Check out our show lineup, videos, events, and more over at kcpn.org. The Voices of Kansas City, unfiltered. I'm Gary. This is Austin. And we are Midwest Mike's coming back at you live with another episode of Fully Loaded Kansas City. Lots to get to today. Lots to talk about. Uh, real quick, for those of you that follow us closely, uh, Austin, talk about the new thing we've been doing, I think, since last Thursday. Yeah, we were just talking. We were like, man, we want to come out with some daily stuff. So our new, we have a new daily show called uh, uh, When We Don't Do Fully Loaded. We'll come out with a uh, one to five minute show every day called uh, Midwest Mike's Quick Bets. Where basically one of us will get on and uh, we'll talk about a couple of the bets that we both kind of like that day. And then we'll also talk about any kind of current events going on. Just give a quick take on it. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, so we've been doing that since last Thursday. Easy show, really fun. Uh, make it so, actually so far, the record hasn't been that bad. It's been pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I, I've made some money since we started doing it. Uh, last night, my count, my count's up. My count's up. Yeah. Since we started doing that show. Yeah, last night split. Um, Virginia laid an egg for us, but uh, Golden State won it back, so that was good. But uh, but yeah, so you and you can get that uh, quick bets. It's not a video show; it's just audio. Like he said, less than five minutes. You can pretty much get it anywhere that you get your audio entertainment. Um, you can find it on the KC Podcast Network uh, stuff. You can also find it just if you search Midwest Mics on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I mean, any of that. Um, anything on iHeartRadio? Anything else I'm missing there? Apple Music? Yeah, Apple. Um, basically, anywhere, anywhere you get your audio entertainment. You I think should the, only be one, the only one we're not on right now, I think, is Prime. I think Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. That was the only one I saw. Other than that, and then you can look us up on Facebook. Uh, it'll be it's on it. it shows the link shows up on Facebook. Yeah, and, and Twitter uh, and on Twitter. So whatever you want to do, you want to follow our bets. And then honestly, like if you guys want to, same thing with this show. If you guys want to tweet some bets to us, we're 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 pretty much nonstop social media guys as much as we can. And so we'll hop on those bets with you too. Or if you say. I'm gonna. You suck. I'm gonna fade you. That's fine too. We, you know, let's yeah. talk about it because, uh, you know, gambling is really fun and uh, it's it's getting more and more accepted and, and and it'll be legal everywhere very soon, which is awesome. Uh, so uh, so that's how we do it. So yeah, awesome show. Yeah. So again, just less than five minutes of your day. We're trying to help you guys make some money. And yes, we do bet on our quick bets. Uh, yeah. Every day. We're putting a little bit on there. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm betting my house payment every day, but you know, some days maybe. I don't know. Dude, I. Dude, yes, we do. We definitely do bet on our picks because the Chiefs. I love the Chiefs. They freaking burned me the last like eight, <laughs> eight weeks of the season. Maybe yeah. nine. Every they didn't cover it ever. And I still kept betting on them. Like, thanks, thanks guys. 
<laughs> yeah. And, uh, right. you know, the thing, the thing real quick with sports gambling that uh, I do want to say is, you know, do it for fun. Don't gamble outside of your means. We joke about house payments and stuff, but I mean, we're not betting huge amounts of money. Yeah. Be, be gamble responsible. And, uh, you know, don't, don't think like, well, I missed yesterday. So I'm going to double down on my bet today. Like that's not typically how I make my money back. I typically bet the same amount each day. And uh, some days you win and some days you lose. And, you know, when that bankroll's done, it's done. But Yeah, yeah. Usually what ends up happening for me is uh, – so I've been playing with the same $100 on Bovada for like five years. I would like just cash – I would cash – I've cashed out a couple times. That's it. But up and down for me. And then if I ever get all the way down, like I just – I rack up the bonus points. And so I just cash in the bonus points and keep going. Yeah, um, yeah that, there's a reason why guys talk about uh, – we've never really talked about money management too much with the betting. But basically what it is is these things called units. You guys can say like, like, you know, some of the more pro shows will be like, I'm up 12 units, blah, blah, blah. Basically what a unit is is like what you're, what you're setting as like, I'll bet this like each game. So yeah. I'll bet a unit each game. For some people, if, if you have a lot of money, a unit for you is 100 bucks. If you don't have a lot of money, guess what? Your unit could be a dollar. And then what you do is you measure it like that, where you go, man, I feel really good about this game. I'm going to go two units. I'm going to go 1.75 units. Because you'll see guys on, like, Action Network posts, and they'll be like, I'm going – they'll go less than a unit, so now it's 0.7. So a lot of stuff about gambling is money management and really trying – I consistently try to bet the same amount of money on each, each of my bets. But if I feel really good about something, I'll, I'll go down – I'll go a little more on it. But I, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever – there's a couple of times I've been all in, but it's not because I have a huge bankroll. It's because my bankroll's about to go to zero. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna push the chips in. Yeah. I never, you know, I wouldn't deposit like make a deposit and then bet that whole deposit on on something on one thing. And it's just not a, it's not a great idea. Yeah. Um. You know, and and you said you've been playing on the same hundred dollars for a while. I yeah. I a hundred dollars because I was busted, but I put in a hundred dollars at the beginning of football season. Yep. Last fall, I'm still playing on that same hundred dollars. Yeah, and then I would, and so, then by now you have a bunch of bonus points racked up. Where if you needed to pull some money off the bonus points, yeah, you could do that. So yeah, so I've I've been way up. Currently, I am down some, but again, you know, figure out what's if you want to get into sports gambling, figure out what's a good amount that uh, basically you can afford to lose, and then if you win, it's just bonus money. So. Like he said, figure out what a unit is for you. Might be a dollar, might be five dollars, might be ten dollars. A lot of guys. Yeah, for so, most guys, for most guys, it's between one and ten. Is yeah. Like typically, typically the highest um, that I will bet on a game is like if I feel really, really good about it, I'll go twenty-five dollars on one game. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, just a little bit about me. I have went as high as. Fifty dollars, uh, which may have included a little booze in there, feeling really good, and got burned by Notre Dame uh, against Clemson. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's why, you know, don't don't gamble drunk either. It's not not always the best idea, but uh, anyway, it's fun. It's, it's fun. It's, it's fun. Always, it's fun. It's been real fun, but it's not always the best idea. Yeah. So, um, anyway, 
Uh, we were talking also before the show about uh, Game Armor Game on the podcast network. You said you've been watching him some, and uh, I have too. He is really entertaining with with his Twitch streams and his rants and the things he does. Uh, so talk about him for just a second. I was going to say, yeah, Game Armor Game is a guy, uh, Kansas City Podcast Network. Uh, you can find him on Twitch. And he is, uh, just look him up. He's awesome. I mean, he is. He's entertaining. He's great. He has, he has a good time. He's one of those guys that's going to be, he's going to be successful because he likes, he, well, I say he, he loves what he's doing and he, yeah. he, and he's good at it and it's fun. And some of the other guys will join him on his, on his Twitch or whatever and uh, do it. Uh, you know what? On, on another guy, I think Ned's done it. I've, I've watched a couple of his Twitches. Mm-hmm. Those are really fun too. He did a couple, he did, uh, I watched, he played a, uh, it was like one of the baseball games he played with uh, Dad, Dad Bucky's. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was funny. They, those guys were making fun of each other like the whole time and just talking shit. And like it was, it was great. Yeah. Uh, so I highly recommend that stuff. Who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll get, maybe we'll get into the Twitch game. Yeah, maybe I, I got to get a gaming system, but I'm looking, at like to, I'm looking at trying to buy like an Oculus this year, dude. You know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about, like the virtual reality stuff. Oh yeah, there you go. I played the uh, boxing game. Like, I played the Rocky game. Mm-hmm. It's way, it's really was fun. it? Yeah. yeah, awesome. A little bit of a workout. Mm. All right, maybe maybe I need to do that. That way, I start working out. Get back oh, in a little Oculus. bit of shape. Yeah, that's fun. Um, but yeah, so there's all kinds of great content on Kansas City Podcast Network. So check that out. Those are just a few of the things we've noticed. Um, everybody on the network's working really hard, and there's some big things coming down the pipe that we can't quite talk about yet, but uh, I'm excited about Saturday too. We have kind of our boot camp and going to get to meet some of these guys in person, I believe for the first time. So yeah. that'll be cool too. Yeah. I'm excited for that too. It's going to be interesting to see exactly what the workshop entails, but whatever we can do to get our show better, like we're, we're absolutely, 100%. absolutely. So 100%. all right, well, let's get into it here. Um, we'll start with NFL, uh, NFL kind of rules, the news cycle, even though the season is not going on. Uh, February 23rd is when the franchise tag um, period starts, where that's the first day that a team can officially slap the tag on a player. Uh, they have until March 9th to make that decision. I really feel like, you know, teams have kind of already decided if they're going to use that tag and who that player would be. I think that 23rd, like kind of that February 23rd to March 9th period is more of figuring out, hey, can we reach a long-term deal before this deadline? Because if not, here's where we're going. We're going to slap the tag on you. Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. I think a, a guy, if a guy didn't know what he was doing by now, he wouldn't be an NFL DM. Um, yeah. So he already, he already knows, uh, the guy already knows right now. If it's if it's not one guy, there might be two guys. Two guys that he's like, you know what? There's a couple guys. If I can get one of them done, then we'll move on, and maybe I'll use the tag on the other one. But mm-hmm. they they definitely have it planned out, right? And so yeah. when we bring up when we bring up the franchise tag in the NFL, we bring up the the, the number one guy we're bringing up right now is, is the guy who is technically still QB one for your team. Yeah, uh, which is Dak Prescott for the Dallas Cowboys. And I would say I would ask you. Uh, as far as the franchise tag goes, and as far as his contract goes, um, what do you think is going to happen? And then after that, what do you what do you want to happen? 
So what I, what I think is going to happen, um, looking at it from not a fan perspective, but a business perspective, um, I think that from what I'm hearing from Adam Schefter and Ed Warder and, and the national reporting type guys is that Dallas and Dak are not close to a contract. They're not close to a number. There's still a debate over the number of years. And so I think that Dallas will franchise him. That's what I think is going to happen. Uh, now, whether he plays on the franchise tag, I, I don't know yet. Um, I'm still kind of undecided on that. But I definitely think that that's what's going to happen. Now, switch hats as a fan of the Dallas Cowboys. What I want to happen is I want them to reach maybe a three-year deal um, that pays him somewhere around 30 to 33 with incentives that could get him to 40. So maybe, maybe a 33, 34 a year type deal with another six to seven in incentives, you know, for throwing for X amount of yards, making the playoffs, getting an NFC championship game, winning the NFC championship to get to the Super Bowl. Um, and as a fan, I don't think I'm being unrealistic there because, you know, hey, you play better, you make more money, you do right. more things to help your team win. And I do think Dak Prescott can win a Super Bowl. I do think he is good enough uh, as a fan. I saw how terrible that team was without him last year. So – that's that's what I want to happen, um, but I don't think that deal gets done um, in time for this March 9th deadline. So I think he gets slapped with the franchise tag. And the reason I say that is, if they don't do one or the other, Dak's free to walk and he can go wherever he wants. Yeah. And Jerry Jones, the businessman, has proven he's not a dumb businessman. To let Dak walk would be a dumb business decision. To let him choose his team would not be smart business. So Jerry will slap the franchise tag on him. Now, I'm not saying that he won't play for another team next year because they may franchise him and trade him, uh, tag and trade, you know, kind of NBA style. But uh, he's not just going to let him walk out the doors free and clear. That, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I mean, I look at this because it is interesting. That team is a lot better when they have – obviously, they're a lot better when they have a top-ten quarterback uh, with Dak. Obviously, supporting cast is awesome. The receiver group's great. Uh, running back, uh, at this point, I would say Zeke's a little overpaid for what he is. I'm not saying he's trash. He ain't trash. He's not, he's not yeah. Zeke sucks. No, he don't suck. He, he – He's not as good as he was when they paid him, but at the same time, when you look at his numbers, you got to think, dang, they had Andy Dalton back there. I mean. Ben DiNucci. Yeah, I mean, there's the deal is like, they, they, you know, teams basically would load, they could load the box and play on him and then say, hey, Andy, try to beat us. Try, try to beat us, Andy. Throw the ball. And really, as far as backups go, Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton as far as a backup goes, Andy Dalton's fine. He's mm-hmm. a backup because your backup's supposed to come in. If you need him for like two or three games, maybe, or he gets, or your QB one gets banged up and he comes in and he does it right. So, as far as backup goes, Andy's fine. Uh, 
What should what I think the Cowboys should do? I I really feel like they should just pay him, pay him, pay him what he here's pay him forty. Does he want forty? He wants forty. That's what they're saying. Okay, so here's the deal. And the only reason I would say yes to the forty is it used to be like, oh, you pay this guy forty and like you're trapped. But damn, we just saw Goff get moved and his cap number is fifty one. You know what I mean? Like a team took that contract on. So worst case scenario, worst case scenario, Dax, you know, does whatever, and then you can trade him off to a team that's looking for a QB. Because as we just just saw, the, the Lions were willing to take on Goff's big ass contract and ship him off. So I mean, like I would pay Dak because here's the deal: the NFC East for me, the East is open. Oh, it's wide open. And so, like, dude, I'm like, I signed Dak. I'm like, dude, I just – if I signed Dak to a five-year deal, I just guarantee I, – I, I feel like I just put my playoffs three to – at least three to four years we can win that division. And I just took that. Um, you know, I, I could see them, though, doing the sign-and-trade because yeah. there are some teams that, like, re- I'm sure really want them. Imagine them going to play in, like, San Fran with mm-hmm. Tom Anahan. Imagine them going to play in Chicago where – their quarterbacks are not horrible, but like super inconsistent. And like he gets those guys to, I mean, he gets those guys to the playoffs or what? I mean, Chicago made the playoffs this year and they had a quarterback carousel going on. Yeah. Like, Chicago would be down to get him. So it's interesting. I think Dallas should figure out a way. I don't know if they'll hit that 40, but they do negotiating whatever 38, 37. But I like your deal with the incentives. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fine. We'll see what actually happens. I don't know. I think this year may be. They franchise him again. And he plays under the tender again. Yeah. Um, if if I was Dak Prescott, to put myself in his shoes, being a, a player's guy, um, I would tell Dallas to go kick rocks. Really? Yeah. Uh, you didn't sign me last year. Now I'm coming off this injury, which really coming off the injury is the reason, the big reason why I say don't give him 40. Um, right. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's going to be an interesting off season, so I feel like to, to a week from today, because this is the 16th of February. A week from today is when that franchise period opens. Yeah, and so March 9th we have about three weeks or so till that date. So I mean, we'll know here in the next month what's going to happen. Yep, it's going to be really. I mean, I, I, I a franchise tag is coming. Whether that means a trade or not, we'll see. Yeah, so. All right. Um, another big uh, news item that happened this last week is J.J. Watt was released by the Houston Texans. Uh, we've talked about it. I mean, that franchise is in disarray completely. Uh, they're in a complete rebuild mode. So J.J. Watt went to the owners and said, hey, give me my release. I want to go play somewhere else. And they granted that, which J.J. Watt, a lot of people are comparing J.J. Watt to Sean Watson. We'll get into that here in a minute. But I think J.J. Watt deserved that from Houston. I mean, he literally has given everything he could to get that team to win a Super Bowl. And I, in my opinion, they're not close. They're not no, close. They're, no, they're not close. They're in a hard division. They're not close. Really, uh, they might have released him anyways, even if he didn't ask for it. Right? Yeah. He's supposed to get $17.5 million this year. And so it's like, dude, you know, they may they may have went ahead and make that decision, but he just made it easier for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, 
So, I mean, because here's the deal, and, and this is why I don't get the J.J. Watt and Deshaun Watson, like, comparison. They're not in the same situation. Deshaun Watson is a franchise quarterback in his prime. J.J. Watt is, is a great defensive player. Arguably, arguably one of the greatest defensive players of our lifetime. I mean, you can make that argument. Yes. But he is past his prime. He's yep. on the downhill slide of his career. Yep. And so he's like, hey, let me out of here. I want to go somewhere else. You're like, you got the big cap hit on a guy that you're unsure of. Can he still do it at a high level? You know, he can – and I'm not saying J.J. Watt's all washed up or he's trash, but he's past his prime. Let him move on. Deshaun Watson is in his prime. He's a franchise quarterback that can keep you in games and win you games for the next yeah. 10 years. So it is not the same situation at all. No, it's not the same. Uh, I'm not saying I, I agree with what they're doing. I, I think if I was Houston, I would I would go ahead and figure out a trade trade deal for Deshaun. Yeah. Uh, just because if he's unhappy here, unhappy guys usually – I'm not talking about pissed off. I'm talking about unhappy. Like this, he's, yeah. not, he's, he's not going to play with well. Yeah. He's not, he's not happy with your organization. And obviously, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of reasons why. Some of the guys you hired, some of the guys you brought in. I mean, some of the stuff you're doing with trading away. I mean, that that Hopkins trade should have told you everything you need to know about fucking Houston. Yeah. They just, <laughs> I don't even, I don't, they, not only do they trade Hopkins away, then they trade for Brandon Cooks. Yeah. What, what are you doing? And, I mean, you took on David Johnson. It's like the weirdest deal. And then you also trade for David Johnson. Yeah, you take David Johnson's bad contract. Horrible contract. Like, decent running – at this point, decent running back, awful contract. Yeah, terrible He got that contract when he was – he got that contract when he was prime time. And he's he's not anymore. So, if I I mean, if I was was a veteran playing in Houston, I'd be like, dude, get me out of here. Because you guys aren't close right now. Not saying you can't be in the next three years and be flipping around, but – I'm JJ Watt. I'm 32. I need to go try. I need to get my ring. I got my money. I need to get a ring. Yeah. So, as a Chiefs fan, obviously Chiefs Twitter kind of went crazy saying, "Hey, bring him here." You even posted, but yeah. So, take your fan hat off, like you asked me to do. Put your GM hat on. And yeah, we don't do it. Does it make sense to bring JJ Watt to Kansas City? No. No. It's, no. It's like a. It's like a. It's like a. It's like my pipe dream is. Uh, we bring him in on like low money and he plays like, you know, he plays like 60%, 70% snaps. So we keep him healthy and he's on a rotation and he's on like passing downs. And like, that's my, that's my ideal thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. But as a re- in reality, uh, we have more pressing needs, obviously. Yeah. JJ, it'd be really cool if we could figure out offensive line depth plus get JJ in here. Because you really need two offensive tackles. Um, yeah, I mean, I and you know what? And we at this point we don't necessarily need need starters because fish uh, fish. Yeah, saying he's coming back. Schwartz says he's coming back. Tardif says he's coming back. You know that's a guard, but you know these guys say they're coming back or whatever. So we need depth, and I think we can find it in the draft. I think we're going to draft draft. I think we're going to O line pretty hard because you're. You know, your receiver group is pretty set. 
obviously tight end set. Um, you know, you're, we're set a lot of places. A lot, a lot of our problems in the Super Bowl could be pointed to our offensive line. And then just, just a, I mean, offensive line and then just a game plan that you go, yeah, that was the wrong game plan. I mean, that's, that's pretty much what that was. Wrong game plan and O-line depth was horrendous. Uh, so, I mean, you know, that's the most, more pressing need. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a dream, right? Cause VG yeah. somehow paid everybody last year. So it's like, well, if you could figure that out, you know, hey, whatever. I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad about that, right? Yeah. I wouldn't think that was stupid. But re- realistically, it probably. Realistically, no. No. Um, Another thing in the NFL to touch on, uh, we did touch on it on our, on our quick picks uh, a couple times, but uh, Urban Meyer did, uh, he hired Chris Doyle, who uh, left the Iowa Hawkeyes program um, a few months ago. I feel like that was fairly recent that, uh, you know, basically accusations of racism and, and really kind of bullying kids. Yeah. Um, Cause college players are still kids. I mean, they are legally adults, but they're still kids. I mean, they're 18 to 23 years old. Yep. Uh, and so he was accused of all that at, at Iowa, uh, which I'm a fan of Iowa. Kirk Ferris did the right thing and said, hey, you got to go. Yep. And um, I don't believe that Kirk Ferris knew what was going on at, at Iowa. If, if the allegations are true against Chris Doyle, I don't believe Kirk Ferris knew about it or he would have took care of it sooner. I feel like a guy who's been in, been a head coach in the Big Ten for as long as he has uh, does it the right way. Now, I could be wrong, could be because I'm a fan, but I feel like if Kirk Ferentz would have known sooner, he would have got rid of that guy if he really knew what was going on. Um, I don't think your head coach at the Big Ten level is in the weight room with those guys very often or around that strength coach. Yeah. So – and it was probably kept pretty quiet. Um, you know, kids aren't going to complain with, with fear of losing their scholarship. Still not saying it's right, but I don't think he knew. But anyway, so once it came out, Iowa did the right thing, cut ties with the man. And then one of your favorite coaches of all time, Urban Meyer, tries to bring him to Jacksonville. Yep. Which, what you like, dude, it's like you, you – you talk about like all the character flaws that Urban has with how his programs are ran, and then some of the guys that have been with him, the one guy that was with him at Ohio State was beating his wife, and he didn't even yeah. like you know he did whatever, and then like he hires this guy Chris Doyle, you just go, dude, are you serious? Like if anyone's saying anything bad about you not understanding character issues, they just got more ammo because yeah. you don't understand character. Like, I don't understand what that is. And so, you know, and I'll say this about about your guy, Ference. I think I think what ended up happening is Doyle's, Doyle's at Iowa long enough to where some of those boys make it to the NFL. Because Iowa, uh, I think Iowa's number one or number – they're in the top five of, like, players yeah. drafted, right? They are. They're, they're up there. Yeah, it's just and it's a lot. A lot of O line, O line, D line, yeah. like O line, D line guys. Yep. You're tough boys, and so when those guys got to the NFL, where they weren't like under direct supervision of Doyle, then they're like, you know what, this guy, this guy, I was like, not not a good guy. Yeah. And so then that came out, and that and so Iowa 100 percent did the right thing. 
And so then knowing that, Urban Meyer still tries to bring him into Jacksonville, which is crazy. Yeah. Because, like, the thing about this, Chris Doyle tries that shit in Jacksonville with NFL players. Yeah. You're not going to bully an NFL player. You tell me what's going to happen. That NFL player is going to come up to him and go, you talk to me like that again. I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to pound, I'm about to pound your face in. You, you talk yeah. to me like that again, I'm not even, you know, it doesn't even make any sense. You cannot yeah. bully an NFL player. It's not happening, especially within the last five years where players got more, they got more voice. Like, it yeah. ain't happening. Yeah. So, I, one, I don't, I don't, you know, Urban Meyer said the day they hired him, oh, yeah, we completely vetted this guy and we know what's going on. And then the next day, Chris Doyle resigns, uh, which I'm pretty sure that that resignation was, there's two ways this can go. Jacksonville is going to fire you or you can resign, but you're not going to be a part of this team. So, I mean, I'm sure there were players in Jacksonville that are currently on the roster that probably talked to their agents, and then the agents called the organization, and they're like, hey, we're we're not coming if if this guy's a part of what you're doing. The agents, I I, I think the agents 100% took care of that. And if, you know, it'd be different, maybe, maybe it's different. If this had came out five years ago and then nothing had been substantiated over the last five years. But, I mean, I feel like this just came out, like, toward the end of college football season, like in December, like at the end of the regular season. Yeah, I don't have – yeah, I don't know. I don't have the dates all on there, but I remember seeing it. I feel like it was recent. I mean, it's within the last year. Oh, it's not like old news. Like, it's not old news, and Urban definitely knew, and he still was like, I'm going to hire this guy. Granted, this guy – you know what? He worked at Iowa. He pro- as far as being as far as doing his job, he's probably really good at his job. Yeah, but he's doing it the wrong as, way. As far as being an asshole, yeah, he's probably like one of those. I mean, like he's he probably sucks. I mean, and you know, you know, from being in management, you know, you can't just tell your servers like, "Hey, you need to go fucking bust that table right now." Like, no, no, no. you can't you treat do, people that way. No, no, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta be nice. Say thank you. Say please. You gotta be cordial. You gotta help them if they need help. Like you know, to being a leader. And the thing is, we've seen that in the NFL. Like the culture is definitely shifting because um, you know, over the last few years, it's player, it's players, coaches that win, really. Yeah. And like you know, a lot of times people say Belichick, oh, Belichick's a little grumpy or whatever. I do actually think he's like a decent players coach because players talk about him like they really love him, and not because you know. It, you know, I don't think he's a jerk to them. I think he actually, I think he gets along with them. And then you got like uh, Arians, who Arians would let. Hey, Tom Brady says he needs Wednesday off. No problem. Yeah. Take off Wednesday. Go for it. Gronkowski, I mean, Gronkowski says he needs to take a half day. No problem. You're you're a veteran. You know you know your body. I know you want to win. Go for it. The mm-hmm. twenty, the, you know, the twenty four year old that tells you that. Hey, pal. Pro, yeah, probably. Yeah. Not. The 42-year-old goat that says that, you know, he's yeah. – so Arians is managing like, hey, he's, he's having conversations with his players. Andy Reid, same thing, Super Bowl, last year. Players guy. Yeah. Urban Meyer still thinks he can do this weird bullying, toxic yeah. – I don't know. I think at most I – mean, he, Dude, he lasts – at the most, it's like a four-year deal maybe. 
Yeah. The, you know, and, and I've learned as a coach over the years, like, you know, you, I've changed the way I've done it because, you know, when I first started, I was a big yeller and screamer and you're going to do it my way or we're just going to do up downs or we're going to run. And I mean, kids just don't respond to that very well. Um, no. You know, as well as you want. I've learned now, you know, now I still yell and scream and, and get loud with my players, but I also kind of learn their attitude and which button I can press like kind of my job is to figure out which way am I going to get more out of this guy? Right. You know, is he a guy that needs screamed at or is he a guy that I need to just pull over here and talk to and say, Hey, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. But I, you know, I also work on the relationship piece in the off season and all summer long and all fall long so that my players know, like when I do yell at them, it's there's, there's a reason behind it. Yeah, because the thing, it, it's come down to this. If you just scream and yell all the time, they're going to stop paying attention because they're, they're going to say, this guy just screams all the time, no matter, yeah. what's going, no matter what's going on. So who knows if it actually is important or not? I don't know. Yeah. But if you get upset about th- only things that are very, 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 very important, then they're like, oh, okay, we're picking up we're picking up what you're putting down. We need to listen. So, uh, but anyways, like, like, you know, you want to talk about, like, Urban Meyer. Basically, his track record shows he goes somewhere for like a little while. Yep. Toxic stuff going on, and then he's out. He did that at Utah. He did it at Florida, and he did it at Ohio State. Yep. Uh, you know, and I think the guy that took over Ohio State is a players coach. I think. I think yeah, Ryan Day. Players coach. So he, he's gonna he's gonna have long term success, whereas Urban he gets a lot of success in a few years. In the short two. term. Yeah. Yeah, he's out. So he'll be in Jacksonville three or four years, and he's gone. Yeah. So it's just, so, it's stupid. Well, that's just a few NFL uh, news and notes. Um, let's get into some bets. So college basketball today. Like I said, today's Tuesday the 16th. So uh, we got three games. Um, as far as our betting goes, last week we tied. The week before, I lost. So I still owe you a shot. I will pay. I just We haven't seen each other. We have, yeah, we, we have hung out. We'll get together. Right. So, uh, but yeah. Um, so our first game we'll talk about is Iowa State takes a long trip down 35 Highway. And, yeah. Uh, up in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is an 11 and a half point favorite. Um, I'm going with the home team here. Iowa State's just absolutely garbage this year. I mean, they're two and 14. They can barely win a game. And uh, really, I think Oklahoma State definitely covers the 11 and a half, wins by 12 or more. Yeah, I like that too. I mean, I would think Oklahoma State actually wins by 17 or 18. I, I would say I would say at the point of this season is probably I don't know what they're playing for, which sucks for the kids, but like, dude, it's pretty rough. Yeah, make the long trip down 35, like you said. Um, I'm with you. I'm thinking Oklahoma State minus 11 and a half. I already bet it. Let's go. Yep. Um, all right, talk about MU Georgia. Uh, so my game is MU Georgia. I picked Missouri because I'm a, I'm a fan of Missouri, and I like to bet on them. Um, I'm taking Missouri minus three and a half. Going to Georgia, uh, SEC game. Missouri's playing pretty well this season. Three and a half is not insane for, for a basketball line. Uh, Missouri's hot, so I'm going to go Mizzou minus three and a half. All right. Um, I'm going Georgia here. One, just to be opposite you. 
Uh, MU coming off a loss in overtime against Arkansas in their last outing. So uh, they'll be a little tired. They got to take that long trip from Missouri to Georgia. Oh, yeah. That's a really long trip. That's a long trip. And so uh, they're going to be a little tired, a little sleepy. Start slow. Georgia, I think, will get up by about 10 early. And then uh, MU will keep it around five most of the game. Uh, but ultimately, Georgia – I think Georgia wins by, like, one or two. You think they win? I think Georgia wins by one or two. So, you bet this or you taking spread or money line? No, I'm, I'm just going to bet the, the points. Okay. Heard. So I'm not going to bet the money line, even though I think it's going to hit. But Yeah. I'm, I'm going uh, stick to my, stick to my guns here. I like it. We yeah. found a gem. We found a gem. Yeah, we did. In this third game. But we might be way wrong on this shit, but I think I like it a lot. Yeah. Two teams we don't know a lot about. No, this is like a strictly numbers thing. Yeah. So Dayton's going to Rhode Island. Dayton has a much better win-loss record. Much better in their last five, straight up and against the spread, than Rhode Island, and they're the dog. They're, mm-hmm. getting, three, they're getting three and a half. So I'm all over Dayton plus three and a half against Rhode Island. I think you you feel the same way. I do, I do. I mean, I, I don't. We we were looking at the numbers pre-show. We were talking about it, and we can't figure out why Dayton is a three and a half point underdog at Rhode Island based on the numbers and based on the trends and everything else. So Wait. I, I mean, Vegas is rarely rarely wrong. So, I mean, there, there has to be a reason, but I don't know what that reason is. So, I'm with you. I've already bet money on Dayton three and a half because I, I think this two. line drops as that's the day three, goes that's on. A three, that's a three o'clock game, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm all over Dayton. We might want to tweak that out just in case the uh, – Yeah, the show's not up. It doesn't come up yet. So, uh, we can tweet it out, but uh, – Dude, I'm all over it. We we might be we might be learning a hard lesson here for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go. I mean, I'm I'm all over Dayton. Yeah. So I went. Um, I'm gonna go actually one unit on all these bets today. Me too. Uh, so you nothing... know, I'm thinking I'm thinking about doing so. Same thing with parlays. We just do well, however you do it. But I usually do one unit on parlays. Yeah, so I usually do less than a unit on a parlay. Okay, maybe like half a unit on a parlay, well, just because yours, it's so much harder. Typically, yours like like five bucks. Typically, my unit is ten bucks, and then oh, right, okay. on a parlay. Okay, my bankroll's so far down right now. I'm like a dollar right now. So yeah, which is fine. <laughs> I mean, every, everybody's different. Tears. My 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 bankroll's not that far down yet, but you know, who knows? Maybe yeah, I lose all three today. The Super Bowl fucking I got I started drinking and I started betting on all these prop bets. The Super Bowl fucking wrecked me. Uh yeah, I bet multiple units on the Super Bowl and none of them hit. So uh yeah, not good. Kind but I made back. some bets since we started doing quick picks. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. I'm up. So, I'm up. I'm up decent. So yeah. Uh so, bringing it back. Yep. Anything else? Anything else for the good of the order today? No, that's it. You know what? Uh, we forgot for real quick, J.J. Watt. We forgot to mention, we jumped on oh, the yeah. before here. 
Uh, JJ, right now the number one destination is Cleveland, which actually at first you go, what? And then you go, oh, yeah, Cleveland actually is a good team. They have good chemistry. They like players coach. Uh, they have the cap space. They have 21 million cap space. They actually are talking about moving Odell. So that would be give him even more cap space. And he gets to go to a team, get paid, and make the playoffs. So there you go. Yep. That uh yeah, when you first read that off, I was like, what the hell is he talking so about? Yeah, yeah. When, when you when you think about it, when you process it, when you put your GM hat on, it does make sense. If I was Cleveland, I would if if you have that cap space, you don't have to re up anyone else's contract. Sure. Hey JJ, yeah. give him like a, give him a one year deal, two year deal. It's not it's not gonna hurt to bring a guy like that in your locker room. Hell no. That is a that is a locker room presence that takes your chemistry even higher. Yeah. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, I'm Gary. This is awesome. We're Midwest Mikes. This has been Fully Loaded Kansas City. Check it out on the Kansas City Podcast Network every week. And check out daily quick picks from us uh, every day that we don't do Fully Loaded. So we'll be back next week.